Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're the Leftovers. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I did not agree to that. Hey, today we're going to talk about loneliness and the effects of. It does affect us all. You ever been lonely there, Chris? Yes, I've been lonely quite a bit. Is it enjoyable or no? For myself, I enjoy it, yeah. I'm an introvert. That's a question that I've asked myself many, many times. Is loneliness a good time or a bad time? It can be a good thing. Well, you having children way younger than mine and me having children makes me think about like when my children were young and they would get in trouble. And the deal was you're going to timeout. All right. So timeout says to me, you're being alone. You're putting them in a place to where they're not going to enjoy for a minute or 10, whatever that looks like. You follow me? Yeah. Uh, So I was thinking, not that my kids are in jail when they're in timeout, but thinking about an inmate and you're in a so-and-so by so-and-so room and you're alone. What does that feel like? I wouldn't say enjoyable by any means. I would actually say kind of scary. Well, being in jail and just being alone in general, I think is two different things. Being in a jail cell it's scary because you're also in there with other people. Other like-minded people. Not like-minded, I but, just... I mean, they've committed crimes, so you don't know what crimes they've committed. Right, right. Whereas when you're alone in your own home, you're by yourself with your own thoughts and... On your own on your On own, your own yeah. accord. Yeah. Which can be a good thing. hmm Because mm-hmm. myself, being an introvert, yeah. I enjoy yeah. being alone. Yeah. Not tons of alone time but being alone and i'm more comfortable with that yep and my wife is an extrovert she loves being around people but she probably loves or likes her alone time would you think yes even extroverts like alone time Mm -hmm. because my wife gets um we've got two kids so she gets overstimulated easily Mm -hmm. now with two kids i see but being around her friends is a lot different than her own kids do you accompany Alone time and in the darkness together. No. You don't put those two together? No. I can believe that people do, but I don't. Just because, I mean... I guess for me, I think about my alone time um, when I go to bed at night and lights are out and I'm there with my thoughts. And so I'm laying there with my thoughts and I don't... That's not scary to me. That is enjoyable because I get to reflect on what's happened the day, reflect on what's happened in my life in general, and then easy on off to sleep. So to me, looking at alone in the darkness, it's not scary at all. It's, it's actually really exciting time. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's time for you to reflect. Whereas some people don't like to be alone with their thoughts cause their thoughts can easily enter into that realm of what you can call darkness. Mm -hmm. They feel like no one's around them. There's, I guess, no light at the end of the tunnel, Mm. so to say. And that's, I mean, that leads to depression, anxiety. And I believe ever since COVID, people have been forced to be alone. All around the world, governments have said, you can't go anywhere. You have to be stuck in between these four walls and a roof. You can't see anybody. 
unless it's through zoom or, but there's places where people's interaction with other people was at their job and it wasn't through the work they were doing. It was just, they were in the same building with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So they were forced to interact with somebody, which was good for them. Yes. Whether they enjoyed it or not. Correct. But when COVID hit and everybody had to work from home, there's plenty of jobs that people did not have to zoom meeting or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was just them and their job. And they don't have that core group of social friends. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have that person they can call. I mean, some people didn't even have parents because there's a lot of elderly people that died. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's even more alone. That that's makes you feel even more alone. Yep. And so where did we get to the point to where the government telling us to stay at home was our choice? Where did that come from? Where did we let that happen? And well, we can make this political. But... No, 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 not at all, not at all. But I'm saying we are, we are individuals at at mm-hmm. the start of everything, and we make decisions for ourselves. Yes. If, and I agree. I mean, probably it was for our own good, but at the end of the day, there was so much, and still is. There is long-lasting effects from all that. And people today that four or five years ago would have been having conversations on a regular basis with folks, possibly they're staring away from that today. And maybe they never returned to work. Maybe they stayed at home to work. And that's less interaction. Hopefully we've learned uh, from what we went through with, with the whole COVID deal, that uh, interactions are very important. Aloneness, uh, loneliness, I guess you'd say, can cause a lot of issues. And um, if we can just be aware that that's a possibility, uh, possibly we would try to stay close with folks. Well, I just, my thing is with the loneliness and COVID and all that is our government has figured out that they can use that. This is not political. No, it, I mean, this is going to be a little political. Our government has realized that our government has realized that they can keep pushing us into smaller and smaller groups. Only if you let them. But that's the thing. People are allowing yes. that to happen. And people are thinking that's okay these days. Yes. But there's not enough people out there saying No. We, you, you are an individual, but you are an individual that is a part of a much larger group called whatever. I mean, Christians for a moment. There are a lot of Christians out there. Yes. But the outside world and the government wants you to feel like you're the only one that goes through this. And, but you're not. There are so many other Christians that go through almost the exact same thing that you are, but they don't want you to know about that. People, people want to say that we are more connected than ever because of the internet. Yet we're not. Because bullying and everything has become so much more prominent, I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. has become so much more prominent because people can do it behind a computer screen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say something 
someone's face. I mean, there people are calling for death threats because of uh, that the guy that choked the other guy out on the New York subway. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of these people are doing it behind a computer screen. Yes, yes, there are people that are out there protesting and rioting, but the majority of the stuff that's coming in comes from online. Yes, it is. And I, I just want to say, hey, these are opinions. Chris has an opinion. I have an opinion. And you have you, the right to be wrong. <laughs> this is true. We usually agree to not agree. We I don't agree with you saying we don't agree to not agree. <laughs> we are really we rarely agree with one another. Um, but here's the thing. I don't say but, we rarely. I think we agree quite a bit. Not on purpose. Not on purpose, but... You like to play devil's advocate. No, 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 no. You're wrong. No. And you have the right to be wrong. <laughs> but because of the loneliness thing, I've been studying over this for a few weeks um, and just asking the question, what it's like when we're alone and how do we how do we deal with that? Is it a sad time for a lot? Studying over the lo- loneliness and alone time, there's something that come to mind and I just want to get your opinion on it because, you know, that's what I'm here for. And here's the thing. So when you think about uh, you being alone or, or ever what that looks like in your life, I come up with a thing that chocolate jalapeno ice cream. Wow. I love chocolate. I love jalapenos and ice cream on top. Hey, we're good. But putting those together. I don't know that I could do that. So what looks good to me is kind of scary. Kind of like I'm going to stand off from it. I don't know if I want that chocolate jalapeno ice cream. So looking at getting alone and by yourself and in your thoughts and all that business. Yeah, maybe on the outside to a person. But then maybe it's kind of scary because maybe you have dreams at night that get you in a rough place. Maybe you don't sleep well. Maybe whenever you close your eyes, you think about a loved one that was around that's not any longer. Maybe it's a rough time for folks to be alone. Uh, But to me, on the outside, it looks good. But maybe as closer you get, it may get a little scary to some folks. So, Chris, here's my question for you. Because you know I ask many questions every day to get your answer, because it matters. It matters to me. It matters to the world, what you say. So here's my question. Do you enjoy the dark? Yes, I enjoy the dark. I enjoy being alone in the dark by myself. But you have family. I do have family. Mm -hmm. And they're around a lot. Exactly. That's what you want. Yeah. But at the same time, I do want my... Alone time. Right. Everybody needs that. Yes. You chill out. Yeah. Got it. You chill out with music. What? Because you think most people, well, I say most, a lot of people today have their cell phone, have their television, have their radio, have their God, God, just go, go, go. Got this, got that, got this. When you get alone, do you have a headphone in? Do you have a television on? Do you have you? That's I mean, in my opinion, is that really alone? Yes. You think so? In my opinion, yes. Having 
having things around doesn't mean you're not, not alone. alone. But in your thoughts, I mean, physically, yes, you're alone. But in your mind, are you alone with a headphone, with a cell phone, you know, whatever that looks like, something else to kind of get your attention? Are you actually alone? Yes, because like out in the shop, I have a fan going at all times. I've got noise going, but I've got something going on in my head. So even if I'm listening to music or have a TV show on in the background, I'm still alone. I still have my own thoughts. I'm still processing my own life, whether it be my children, my wife, other family, things that I've got to do. I can still process that even with the background noise. There are people that can't do that, Mm -hmm. but there are people like myself that can do that Mm -hmm. because I've been around, I've been around a lot of people. My family is somewhat big. We would always do uh, large family reunions where there's a lot of people that I had no idea who they were. So that was the background noise. People still want to come up to me. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm brother to this person, that person, whatever. Sister to so-and-so. Yeah. (laughs) But I could still be in my own head and be alone. Yeah. I know when I was a kid, kind of on subject, kind of not, I enjoyed taking a nap when a lot of people was around. I I love that. Versus me going to the bedroom, being quiet. And being able to lay down and go to sleep. I had much rather be listening to noise, the people talking. I thought it was very comforting. Yeah, I'm, I can see that. Yeah. I, mean, I when I go to when I go to sleep at night, my wife hates it, but I have a headphone in. I think this is a ongoing thing, husband and wife. One likes noise, one does not, and it causes issues. So but you have a headphone in. Right. So, so versus it being out loud for and everybody. I, I, I can I've seen that with people. It's like my mother loves to have TV on. Mm-hmm. My dad hates it. Yeah. But he deals with it because it helps her. So myself, I guess I get that from my mother to where I like to have noise when I go to sleep. I do have a fan that goes. Does your wife like noise or no? She's a quiet. She has her. She has a certain amount of noise that she can deal with. Like, we have a noise machine for the baby that makes the white noise. And then... Is uh, it for the baby, though? Yes. Or is it for you? <laughs> it's for the baby. Because usually the headphone that I have in is on the opposite side that's not on the pillow. <laughs> but I have a fan going. That's mainly to keep me warm. Or cool. Why did I say warm? Well, you never know. It keeps me cool. It could keep you warm. But then I have my headphone in because... Not only do I like noise, but I would like the noise to be something that I enjoy, not just some white noise. So I'll listen to, sometimes I'll listen to music, sometimes I listen to comedy specials. I've tried to listen to that rain noise that's supposed to calm you and yeah, it does nothing. make it, it just keeps me awake. <laughs> it's like, it's storming, you need to be awake and looking out the window, make sure a tornado's not coming. Doesn't Doesn't comfort me at all. I mean, it, it can help some people. I mean, people like to hear the rain hitting the metal. shingle, the shingles on your roof. Yeah. 
I'm not one of those people. <laughs> no, no, no. It just tells me I don't have enough insulation. You need to get yep. more insulation in your house. <laughs> All right, this is a serious question for you or for anybody. Anybody listening? Everybody listening, please take this into take this in your mind. Think it over and then answer it to yourself. Maybe 24 hours from now. But this he's is a conversation between me. And you. Yes, we don't need to fool anybody. anybody else. I want everybody to know this. All three of you, listen. This is a conversation between <laughs> you and I. Do you laugh when you're alone? Now, before you answer, here's the thing. In my mind, and since it's my question, it's in my mind. No television, no headphone, nobody else. Just you and your room and the dark. Do you laugh? No, actually, I can't say that I do because if you take out all the external noise for myself, it leaves me just my own head. And so it takes I'm, your emotions. It take, for me, it takes all the happy energy. Mm, when it's when it's just me, that's that's why I've got to have music or comedy or even uh, just another podcast. I've got to have something in there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I get in my own head and things just go down real fast. So that was part A. Here's part B. Mm-hmm. Do you cry when you're alone? Yes. And see, I think most people would agree to that. I do cry alone. But what do I laugh alone? Probably not. No, because most people, when, when you don't have those other stimulants, Usually, because when things go quiet, you think somber, something's wrong. Sleep. I mean, really. You're not going to be laughing right before you go to sleep. Could be cry yourself to sleep, but not laugh yourself to sleep. When when there's nothing around and you're by yourself, Mm -hmm. that brings on negative emotions. Usually. Usually, yes. And so, I guess that's where I come from it. And when I'm alone, by myself, no noise, no nothing. Mm-hmm. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep, I'm just sitting on the edge of my bed. And I'm just trying to clear my head. That's that's honestly not good for me because then I get to thinking about, well, do, do if you... I work this much, I don't get to spend time with my family. I don't get to spend time with my family. They're only young for so long. This is true. And Does uh, it help you to know that others are also going through that or that doesn't matter to you at all. In all honesty, to me, no, that, that doesn't, doesn't help matter. me at all. I, hey, I'm with you. For some people that might help. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's somebody else that feels like mm-hmm. I do. So now I feel adequate. So, yeah. But to me, I just, I don't think anybody should feel like that, mm-hmm. but I do feel like that. And it's just after after my wife and I losing our first child, mm. that's something that stays in my head quite a bit, sure. especially when I'm alone. You'll be with that forever. Correct. It's just a matter and of how much. Where she she goes to therapy to talk to somebody about mm-hmm. it. And that helps? That helps her. Mm. I don't I don't go to somebody and talk about it. You're I'm, in therapy now. This is our therapy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. No, but it, this is how real men go to therapy they talk to each other they, they each buy hundred and something dollar microphones exactly hey, hey that's real therapy no but i mean when you guys lost your son 
did you feel lonely? Even though you're married, got was, a pretty yeah, good sized family. Oh yeah, they were there, but but you still felt by yourself. Yeah, because your emotions, you know, generally speaking, your emotions are you. And regardless if you're around a hundred people or you're around one, when something goes south real fast, losing a child is, you know, I can't imagine. But when that goes south real fast, you're there, you're standing alone, and sadness, uh, joy doesn't seem like it's around the corner. Uh, sadness is there and very prominent. Yeah, but the thing about it is, too, though, is you can have so many people say, yeah, I've gone through this. I, that's the worst this. thing to say in the world. I don't. I won't yes. say it's the worst. Here's, here's why I'm going to tell you. Uh, I, mm, 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 mm. But the thing about <laughs> it is, though, all those people aren't going to be there. No. At the end of the day, and, at the end and of they're the day, well-meaning when they say that. They are well-meaning, but at the end of the day, they're not there. They got to go home yes. to their own house with their yes. own family. True. Um, and yes, I have a wife, but I have a. I would have a wife that's dealing with the loss just like I am. In her own way. In her own yes, way. Yes. So even being married with that other person, that cha- that changes people. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Um, I lost a brother uh, years ago. And we're at the funeral home. And this lady tells me, oh, I know what you're going through. And... N- there wasn't a word or words that could have landed so terribly in my mind to me is no, you don't. I was instantly, no, you don't know what I'm going through because this is mine. And I was defensive. I mean, I didn't say it to her. I shook my head like everybody does and I moved on. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be, no. you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that guy showing up at a funeral home, acting up, you but in, in, that time, those words, you know, <clears throat> through your life, you hear words from people good and you hear them in a negative manner and they stick with you the rest of your life because you let them. And there's others, it could have been the worst thing ever and you don't remember it, whatever, it's gone. But those words, when that lady said it to me, I know what you're going through and well-intentioned, I'm sure it was. They hit me pretty tough. I've never told a soul that that I've encountered who's going through a tough time that I know what they're going through because I don't. I have no idea. Even if our uh, losses or gains or whatever that looks like looks identical, I would not tell them I know what you're going through. But I would say this. I'm here for you. And so when I lost my brother, it was uh, instant. It was very dramatic. And we weren't expecting it. It just happened. And so at that time, not when you're not expecting a death, you know, it's one thing to have a, an elder um, person in your life and you watch them get sick. You, you see them go through all the, all the things that you go through at the end of your life. And, and you can prepare your mind somewhat. It still doesn't take the sting out of the, death but when it's instant you didn't expect it whatsoever uh, your life changed that second boom there it is so when that happened I was totally alone I was married didn't have any children at the time just me and my wife 
and but she was out out that night and it was just me and uh we went to the hospital we did all the things we're going to do when i got home that night i was 100 percent alone and that is as much as i talked about enjoying my alone time and being exciting about looking what i did that day and all that business that point right there i don't know of any other time in my life when i seen that kind of just me what am i going to do that was my question what am i going to do how do i handle this i mean probably didn't even know how to phrase a question at the time it was that difficult and i seen loved ones extraordinarily act just th them doing extraordinary things and it's all on emotion you don't know what you're doing you're just reacting your brain's just reacting and so when you get to that point when anybody gets there and i'm sure you're losing a child you got to a point you've never been to before you're like what is this what is this like absolutely i mean lose losing a child is <clears throat> i'm sorry I... as far as loneliness goes um you know we we all experience loneliness we all experience our alone time we we all experience that but when it's a loss that take to me it takes you to a new level and it's not something that you're going to experience a lot in life hopefully you don't lose a whole lot of folks in your life um but it it hurts when it does happen as much as you can prepare as much as you think I can handle this, I can handle that. Uh, you've lost uh, grandparents, right? Uh, yes. And and th and that hurts. I mean, you know, I've lost all of mine, and knowing that an elder person is going to die, it's you, it's not as hard no. as a younger person. Like we knew for goodness, like six years, mm -hmm. that my dad's dad was on his last leg. Mm -hmm. Because I was told at one point they gave him six months to live. Mm -hmm. And being who he is, a strong-willed, well, old crotchety strong-willed man. He showed them yeah. give this six years. He gave it six years. So. And I just remember seeing my grandmother and she cried. Sure. But it wasn't, to me, I guess at that time for me it was like, I thought she would be bawling right now, mm -hmm. but she had had with all of his ailments and everything, she had been alone mm -hmm. and she took that alone time to come to grips with the fact that he can be gone at any point. Yeah. His body can finally just give out and she had already grieved. Mm -hmm. And so she, so what I perceived as, Oh, she didn't really care. When I finally understood it, it was, mm -hmm. oh, she's already taken her time to grieve. For the most part, she still cried and stuff, but not to that extent. And I guess that can, that's how different people can use their alone times. They can use, they, being alone can be a good thing, but it can also be bad i mean a lot of times people consider being alone as a bad thing mm -hmm. but like that 
my grandmother used it to be to be a good thing to prepare mm-hmm. because she was already prepared for that loss mm-hmm. so that she could take care of my dad, my uncles, their families. You know, when you're in school and you prepare for a upcoming quiz or a test or something and and uh, you get in, get in your bedroom and you study, you did study, right? Uh, a little bit. So <clears throat> that time, what were you were by yourself? Yes. That's and, the time where it can be used as a good thing. Yes. And so you clear your mind and you, you get into the work and you, you, this is, this is what I want to accomplish for tomorrow or the next day. What I mean, for me, it would have been the night before. Uh, I like to cram it all in there because two or three days down the road, I'm going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. But at the, at the same time, like, you can use that time in your room, in your car. As as Christians, we are called to pray to God, give him all of our stresses and everything. And we are called to pray, nice. not out in the middle of everybody, but when we're alone in the closet. We're called to do it by ourselves, to give a one-on-one time with God. Yes, 100%. You're, you're good. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I can tell you in the time I was talking about before in my lowest uh, whole time of my whole life, whole time of my whole life, that, boy, if I didn't have prayer, I never considered in my mind that I was 100% alone. I wasn't. I felt like someone, something was there with me. I felt like the spirit was there with me. And I, I was comforted by that. But I asked for it. God, what do I do? I don't know what to do, but but you do. Next step, next step, next step. And really, you know, at the end of the day, when we are by ourselves and, and we're having struggles or we're having great times. See, I don't think we're mentioning that near enough. I think it's all about the negative and the bad and the terrible. Let's talk about the good. Hey, remember remember the day you got married? Remember the day you had your first child? Remember the day all the good things have happened in your life? I do. I mean, I can tell you exactly what I was wearing, what it looked like. And and guess what? You know, each one of those times, you know, if I'm holding a baby, holding one of my kids, and it's just me and them, just me and the, and the one child. But you, is that you being alone? Well, yes, yes it is you being alone. I, I I get that. I get that. But But you feel as a parent that this child is a part of you, like you are alone. It's you and this child. But I think as an adult child, which I'm beginning to have now, mm-hmm. not the same feeling as no, when you have a little, little baby laying on your chest, you trying to get an hour's worth of rest that night, and you got that baby laying on your chest. Now, do you feel alone? Yeah, you do. But boy, isn't it a great feeling. You feel like, man, I could take on the world. If I could get one hour sleep. That would be but, great, but <laughs> but I could take on the world because I've got this most wonderful thing God could ever give you laying here on my chest asleep because when they're up in an hour, probably not going to feel the same way. Almost probably going to feel a little different. Probably going to feel a little different. But, you know, that feeling of, lo- of you being alone is a euphoria. It's a great, Lord, thank you for this time. This is awesome. I can't ask for anything better. The exact opposite of what we was talking about before. Exact opposite. Uh, polar opposites. Well, this is awesome. Remember uh, when you bought your first house or you got your first car or 
whatever any of that looks like to you. Just, boy, the excitement to, wow, this is awesome. And maybe you're driving your car for the first time, not running into a telephone pole. <laughs> some yeah, it lasted of us, all of some of us, you know, so it happens. I ran into another car. Boy, did I feel alone right there, you know? Yeah, but you didn't hit a telephone pole and move it over six inches. But she hit a telephone pole oh, with yeah. a telephone attached to it. Now. Man, you're old. <laughs> they don't have those Telephone anymore. attached to attached it? To, you didn't have to climb to the top of it, like Green Acres or anything. It was there in a glass case. Thing, Own booth. And just, it was gone within seconds. But boy, you feel alone sitting in the backseat of a state trooper car and him mm -hmm. asking you for a driver's license that you do not have. Don't have yeah. That's an alone feeling. Where's mom and dad when those things happen? <laughs> On the way. Or, <laughs> or even those times where you're in trouble with mom and dad. Yes. You feel you feel so alone in the... But do you, you not isolate yourself because of you're in trouble with them? You're like, let's get over here to where they don't see me. No, get absolutely. <laughs> Let's get away from mom and dad. Because you don't want them to notice what you've done wrong. And they already know. Exactly. They already know that. They already know what you did wrong. You just got to go ahead and admit it for the most part. I was about to say, there's things my parents don't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell them on not the podcast. Getting, they're not getting revealed right now. That is exactly correct. So I have a question. This is This is not off subject. This is totally what we're talking about. These are percentages. No, it's not. My bad. This is something totally different. This is the loneliest states in the United States. Do you have any idea the loneliest states in the United States? Now, the state itself is not lonely. It's the people in it. But they have done surveys to find out who lives in these lonely states. Do you know the most lonely state in the U.S.? Or do you want to have the top five? Which well, seeing as how you gave me the piece of paper, I can already look at it. Well, you're cheating. I am cheating. I'm a cheater. But number 10 is Oklahoma. Would you have guessed that? Probably I, not. I could actually see that. You see Oklahoma as being lonely people? Yeah, because you're talking about the Great Plains. Yeah, There's that a lot sounds of exciting, people. though. Farms and wheat and cows. That, that, ex that sounds exciting to you and yeah, me. because I don't have it. Yeah, I get it. But there's people out there that... They want to be in a big city, which Oklahoma has those. But for the most part, it's the plains, farms, crops. Yeah. I guess not exciting if you live there. Huh? You right. want to be somewhere else like number Ac nine. According to the list. New yeah. Hampshire. Maybe Ooh. people in Oklahoma want to move to New... No, no. If you go backwards, it's you're more lonely. So mm -hmm. nine, New Hampshire is way more lonely than Oklahoma. So think about that for a second. Well, the number eight loneliest state is Indiana. But that Hoosiers. Oh, the Hoosier the state. The Hoosiers are sad. That was what was that? You didn't like that? The Hoosier state? Yeah. You know, I don't I, know. I, that, was, that was awful. Those are noises you make up when you're by yourself. The Hoosier state. <laughs> I, make, I make up noises. This is going to surprise you. The number seven loneliest state, Kentucky. I mean, they're right on their border. We're pretty much the same state. Kentucky, Tennessee, we're the same. But, I mean, when you think about it, they have a terrible college football team. They don't have any pro sports that I can think of off the top of my head. Really? Think a little harder. You're not thinking hard enough. You're right, I'm not. Who, what are we going to do? So you think pro sports make you happy? 
No, but it brings more people to you. I'm, this is not happy and sad. This is loneliness and not. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Correct. So you feel more lonely in Kentucky than you do in Oklahoma for the people that live there. We can't answer for them because we don't live there. But if we live there, we would be number six, Arkansas. 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 I have been to Arkansas. I've been to Kentucky, but I have I've, been to Arkansas. I've I have been to Searcy, Arkansas. Everybody that I know, which is not a lot of people, that has went to Arkansas, when they went, it rained. And I was a kid. We went to Arkansas, and guess what? It rained. I guess I'm one of the few people, every time I've been to, so the only times I went to Arkansas was through, uh, we would have chorus competition at Harding University. Yeah, I heard you laugh. Harding's not in Arkansas. It is. No, it's not. Searcy, Arkansas. Oh, I thought you said Harding. Harding University. Yeah. In Searcy, Arkansas. It's in Tennessee. Harding University. Okay. Okay. Freed Hardman. Freed Hardman. A, That's where I'm at. I went I'm to Harding University. My bad. My, hey, I can admit when I'm wrong. Rarely, but <laughs> but every time. Did you that, have to go through Hot Springs to get to where I you I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's no, the rain capital. No, and next we have New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, loneliest state, New Mexico. Does that mm. sound like a lonely state? I mean, they got they got the... They the, got deserts. Uh, have the balloon fest. Does that not sound fun? Balloon no. fest? No. You ever seen it? No. It's awesome. That the point of me never seeing it. The balloon fest. Prove that. Balloon fest. Yeah, they, we've got the internet. You can watch anything you want. Yeah, that's awesome. Balloon fest is awesome. Uh, number number four. West I'm Virginia. Sa- oh, you're not supposed to do that. That's mine. I'm saving number one for you. You've got well, number already, one. I took number four. So. That, well, number four, West Virginia. <laughs> and so, who would have thought West Virginia is this lonely? And Virginia's not. Why don't they just move to Virginia? They'd be happier. Probably more jobs there. Closer to the capital. No, I guess it's not, is it? No. I don't know. Never been there. Don't really want to go there. Number three, we got Oregon. Although they had the Nike, uh, whatever, company. Well, that's probably why nobody likes Nike anymore. Oh, since when? You want me to be... No, I don't. Okay. Oregon, which, I mean, I would think if you move to Oregon, you're, you're, you're West Coast. You're not California. You're not Seattle, but you're, you're Oregon. I mean, what does, what does Oregon have short of Portland? Nike. But nobody goes to Ask Oregon. somebody in Oregon what Tennessee has. Or they Where's, can say Nashville. A, yeah. The yeah. Music City. Well, they don't, probably don't even know that. Yeah, They'll they do. say, they don't have Nike. <laughs> People don't go to Oregon Not to true. go to the Nike factory. Michael People come, lives there. People go to Tennessee for country, country music. music. How many people in the world, you want to talk about loneliness and listening to country music? Huh? Does that go hand in hand? Yes. Probably, but I yes. don't I don't listen to a lot of country. You listen to some Luke Combs. No. Really? Yeah. I would have guessed you to be a Luke Combs guy. No. Number two, Lonely Estate, Vermont. Vermont. What does the Vermont have? I don't even know Vermont. Cheese. Cheese? I thought it was Wisconsin. That is Wisconsin, but there's like Vermont has cheese is a spillover cheese or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they spilled it over spilled over the pot Wisconsin. of Wisconsin. And now they've got cheese in Vermont. Well, you know, we only have one on the list. Loneliest state 
in America. And so this state, I'm not going to give it away. That's for you to do. This state looks lonely on the map. Am I wrong? One uh, is. This, oh, wait. I can't do that. Never mind. You can. You are a singer. Although you don't listen to Luke Combs. You're I don't. a singer. You're a singer. No, but I can't. We're going to get copyright. Oh, we're not saying anything. The, the loneliest state looks lonely on the map. Am because it's mainly by itself. Mainly is. Mainly is. So the loneliest state in the U.S. is. I don't know where's my list. Oh, yeah, it's Maine. Maine. The loneliest state. Now, again, I would think you would move to Maine to get away from all this other stuff. You want to get up there, get away. Maybe that's your intent. But when they took the survey, apparently these folks are very lonely. Maybe they moved there by accident. Or but, got, but who's to say they that they didn't want to be lonely? Yeah, I mean, I agree with it. I wonder how these questions actually went. You know, how? okay, if you ask a person, how many people do you encounter in, a, in one day, in 24 hours, and you tell them three or you tell them 25, whatever, Maybe that's how these questions went. And maybe people in Maine didn't encounter that many people because they work from home or they won't go outside because it was cold or whatever that looks like. Possibly they become the loneliest state in the U.S. because of trick questions. Well, at the same time, you and I are taking this as they ask the questions, oh, the loneliest state as a negative thing. It could be they just ask, hey, where, do you interact with a lot of people? Do you do the, uh, I guess, interacting with people? Yeah, I think somebody just said that, but okay. <laughs> yes, that could be a good thing. See, I instantly thought negative. I thought lonely. Oh, you're you're down and out. You're crying and sleep 20 hours a day. <laughs> so, no, that, that's me tomorrow. <laughs> crying tomorrow, and then sleeping, sleeping 20, hours. 20 hours a day. No, that could be a good thing. So... People in Maine might be where they want to be. But, you know, on the other hand, and I won't go through the whole list, but I I did find something that says which states are the least lonely. And now that you've brought up that viewpoint, it makes me think, are these people less happy <laughs> because they're less lonely? Maybe they're covered up with people every day. I don't know. And the number one one kind of lends you to think so. The number one least lonely state is Utah. Maybe they're surrounded by a lot of people every day, and maybe that's not such a good thing. I don't know. That's something to think about. We just threw that in there, and that's something. I mean, they might be the least lonely state because, I mean, Utah doesn't have that many. You ever been there? No, but. Me neither. from, From the numbers that I've heard, Utah doesn't have a ton of people. Mm hmm. But I guess that's 2,000 pounds worth of people. 10 people, really? You said a ton? It's 2,000 pounds. You knew what I'm... (laughs) We're getting off a topic here. Not at all. You're going to be alone. You keep thinking like that. But (laughs) they might all be together because they're family-oriented. They're... Faith. Faith, yeah. Utah. Because, I mean, you look at some... Well... You look at number two. Hawaii. Hawaii, exactly. How do you get there? You got to take a boat or a plane. Yeah, takes a minute. And people don't have a minute today. Nope. Well, we got to be moving and going. You see where New York was on that list? That surprised me. Was it? Yeah. 
But at the same time, that might not be a... You got a lot of people around you there. Yeah. But we think of New York City, right? New okay. York is a state. I mean, there's... Well, I mean, the majority of the people that are in New York are in New York yeah, City. Yeah, but the state of New York is larger, larger than, than New that. York City. Yeah. But I, I guess that area of New York City makes it where people don't oh, feel so lonely. Yeah, how could and, you? But how Because could you? you're surrounded with people at... It's the city that never sleeps. It was Las Vegas, wasn't it? No, Vegas is uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, Chicago is the windy city. New York is the city that never sleeps mm. because of Broadway and all that other stuff. Broadway. You're always hearing horns honk or you people too screaming. Many or speaking of New York, though, um, New York is where some of the richest people in America live. If you say so. Where else would they be other than California? I don't know. I'm not a rich person. Neither am I. When I get there, I'll let you know where I'm living. (laughs) But you would think that people that make more money are less lonely. No, you wouldn't think that. That wouldn't be my instant thought. That would not be your thought. No. But is it your thought? Yes, because when I think of... You think of money as happiness. No, I don't think of money as happiness. I said lonely. No, when you when you make all this money, people come out of the woodwork and Is are wanting money. Is it or woodwork? I don't know. People come out of nowhere and want money. Or they want to be around if, somebody. You're saying if money. you have a lot, people want it. People want it. Or they want to be around Be it. around it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I can see people thinking that's where... Oh, when I were to have all this money, I wouldn't be so alone. I would have all these women wanting me. I would have all these people wanting to be my friends. If I won the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Oh, my, oh this second cousin first oh, removed. You're going to know them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that think, hey, having that, mm-hmm. I would be not lonely. Mm-hmm. I would be happy. Surrounding myself with... With a lot of people, which would equal happiness, but but it does, does it. But does it really? It's a good question. But but that's thing though, it is a good question. But it, I'm hyping myself up here. It is a good question. Best question I've asked all day. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not alone because mm-hmm. you finally get. Some people finally get to that point where they're like, okay, these people don't really care about me. They mm-hmm. care about the status, Mm -hmm. what I can spend on them. Mm -hmm. There's some people that will take that and run with it and be happy as can be. But there's quite a few people, I believe, that that would make them feel even worse than before. Yeah. It, it, um, it, um, what's the word? Expands your shortcomings. So let's just say, for example, if a person had a drinking problem and they were taken in, I'm not a drinker, so I don't, whatever you do when you do that, and you had a big issue, and all of a sudden you won the lottery, $72 million, just went in your checking account. What's that drinking problem look like now? So you're, a, you're trying to cover up your loneliness, whatever you can have. You know, Say you've got a regular family. Two kid, two and a half kids. They say, whatever that looks like, a dog, a cat, home, two jobs, and you're drinking excessively when you get home. Are you not trying to rid yourself from reality? 
Absolutely. You're trying to scramble your brain for a minute, get to bed, get up, do the same thing the next day. Well, all of a sudden, you've just won the lottery. Boy, you've just pulled in the money. And what does that drinking problem look like now? You think it gets better? No, absolutely not. Nope. Because now I don't have to go back to mm-hmm. that real life. Mm-hmm. I can just sit here and perpetually be in this drunken stupor. Yep. Might, and, might even cost you your life. Exactly. But all that money, you would think, boy, the improvements I can do on my life. But does those improvements look like your shortcomings just got larger? And you know, larger. Yeah. Money is not always happiness. You can't always surround yourself with folks. Well, you can. No, I say you can surround yourself with people. People. But are you not still lonely in your mind? I mean, if they're not the right people. But are you going to surround yourself with the right people just with money? No. No. That's not going to happen. You can surround. You can be the poorest person in the world and surround yourself with the best people for you. Okay. Yes. You can. It's highly unlikely. But you could be you the can. richest person and do the and, same. But when you're rich, you have more people coming to you. Okay, let me rephrase this. As a man, you and I, if we were to become rich instead of making 40000 a year, we would have... Yeah, that would be great to make that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But if we were to make, say, a million dollars a year for the rest of our life, yeah, boy, taxes would tear you up. Okay, you'd make about five hundred k a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, compared compared to less than the yeah, forty grand yeah, that you're making now, one hundred percent more women, just women, are mm-hmm. going to be around you. Do you think? Absolutely, really, women. See, I don't. I mean, again, I guess we're going off I'm, on another tangent. No, no, that's what we're about. I don't think, and I, I could be totally wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. You would know. I don't think, for the most part, women are looking for your money. Or, now that I stop and think about it, maybe. But I'm still going with no. Majority. If you don't want to put a 100% statement on any section, you know. No, but I'm I'm, I'm not saying 100%. No, no. no just for the most, but in, most part. Least but part. in generality, mm-hmm. women look for a man that they feel can uh, give them a certain lifestyle. Most women settle that get married. Mm. There are still a lot of women. We can hear that they're gold diggers Mm. because they want a certain man that makes a certain amount of money, Mm -hmm. has certain status, Mm -hmm. looks a certain way. Yeah, it has nothing to do with money there. Unless you've had some changes. But what I'm saying is there are a lot of men out there that look average, but if they have a lot of money, their heads... Hey, they're over... They're they're above us. Yes, good. Gr- we are and, great and looking a, men from a woman's eyes. Yes, is what from a woman. Like. You and I being the most good looking men on the planet. Thank still, you. but because of what we make, women and the fact less you're women married. want us. <laughs> do you think? Yes, women I'm married. Looking, I would never cheat on my wife. Do you think it women look toward men who are attached a little differently than men who aren't attached? Like maybe. You know, you know, if, if women are, let's, uh, you know, and I think in my mind, what you're talking about 
are younger women. But I'm thinking now an older lady, maybe they got divorced later in life. Do you think that that lady is also looking or could, again, not 100%, but in general, do you think that she's looking to security out of out of a man? Oh, yeah. that That's where money comes into it. Yeah. She want a woman will want a man that can protect her physically or physically and monetarily financially financially. You were correct. Oh, wow. Research I, has found I've that never nearly heard you say that. Shut up. Research <laughs> has found that nearly one in three men between the ages of 18 and 24 reported no sexual activity in the past year. Well, you were right. 33%. One in three, you said, right? Right. Not right. one in three. That would one be one third men. 33%. But I, I said that the, it was the. 66 point whatever yeah 77 so i had it backwards but still no, wait wait you said 33 percent of men from what what age? from the ages of 18 to 24 have had no have reported no no sexual okay. activity yeah yeah so you, that would make you correct in that close yeah but yeah but you know that uh, but, can you feel alone even though you have a partner uh, uh, sexually speaking can you feel alone in that? You can feel alone and still have a partner that has had sex. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you're more likely to feel alone if you have not had at least some, not saying even sex, but the intimacy with somebody. Physical contact or just? You can have intim intimacy with somebody and it not be physical. Really? What is your definition of intimacy? I don't know. Maybe it's not like yours. <laughs> That's that's why I ask questions. Yeah, what is your definition of intimacy? You caught me off guard. I don't have a note on that one. <laughs> think about it. I'm thinking, but sometimes I think slow. Or maybe it's because my headphones have it at late. I'm not real sure. Might be the fact that they're too, <laughs> too tight on your head. Okay. Intimacy is the feeling of closeness and connection in an interpersonal relationship. So intimacy is the exact opposite of mm -hmm. loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, people who don't have that intimacy with others. Connection. Closeness and connection. Yeah. Is intimacy. Intimacy. Mm -hmm. So, let me ask you a question since you brought that word up. Intimacy. You as a Christian profess to be a Christian, correct? Yes. So, your intimacy, your closeness to God, do you ever feel lonely in that relationship with the Almighty, do you feel like God has left you at any time of your? And you shouldn't be ashamed. I was. I'm just trying to think of how to say. Mm -hmm. I know He has not mm -hmm. left me. You know that, but now, yes. Mm -hmm. But there, I have had feelings of God's left me. He has allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when my wife and I lost our child. Yeah, I was like. God has let, why would God let something happen like this yeah. to me? He's left me. He's wanting, he's wanting me to suffer for something. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's me also being selfish in the matter, thinking that, oh, this is happening because of me. Right. And I mean, I guess that's from a lot of people are taught to think about themselves first. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. And some of first. and a lot, some of loneliness can be attributed to that too. You're, you're raising being raised, being raised to think about yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Being, but that's not always a bad thing. No, but it's it not is al- a it is a thing though. It's not always a bad thing, but when you are taught to constantly mm-hmm. be thinking about yourself, how to make yourself better. You, yeah. Instead but, of instead let, of thinking, what can I do to make everything better? Mm-hmm. How can I better myself to better the world? But if you do not look at yourself to make yourself any better, you can't help everything else. You have to come first. But that but that's where I came to the you have to look at yourself, but not just to make yourself better, but to make the people and things around you better. You can have two things at one time. I, I think we're at the same place. We are. But you have, at times, you felt like your relationship with God was suspended, for lack of better words, yeah. for a moment because of the difficulties you went through. Not because of the good time you went through, correct? Correct. You a haven't lot. been through a great time and say, oh, God left me alone here and to have a good time. without You never thought that. It was always in a negative mm-hmm. connotation. Mm-hmm. I got that off the word of the day. Oh, so you have a word of the day calendar? No, it's uh, it's an app. Toilet paper. Oh, toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if uh, if you, and it's not all about you, it's about me too. It's about you too. Sometimes. Not the band. Not always. But you also. Me also. Miata. It's a car. Okay. We, uh, that's, yeah, before you. So why in the world, and literally in the world, are single households becoming more and more prevalent? Why is that? In the world, not in the U.S., we've moved out. What do, you, what do you mean single household? A single person single as a person. household? Okay. Well, what do you think? A single household? Single ha- a one house, not an apartment? What do you think I was talking about? No. Yes. Well, single person living in a single house or an apartment, whatever. Or under a bridge. It doesn't matter to me. It, and one, one family, one house. We're talking about one you're person. You're talking about one person one in one place. House. One place. Correct. Mm-hmm. Why... Are those on the rise? One person households, which is where I should have stayed in the first place. From, let's say, 1960 to 2020. From that point to that point, single one person households, not necessarily, one person households rose uh, 30%. Why is that happening? You said what years? 60 to 2020. 60s? Mm. So you're looking at the beginning of feminism. Mm-hmm. Parts of feminism I agree with. I, I see I see where you're going, but work it out. I believe that women are equal with men. Mm-hmm. I believe women should have the same rights as men, which they do. But feminism has grown to be, nowadays, a woman does not need a man. A woman can be her own thing. But you think a lot of women think that way, or that's just a small percentage? I believe that it is a small percentage of women who truly believe that. But it, that a, what we're seeing today is a small minority can have a large voice. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. 
And feminism back in when it started was that minority that had mm-hmm. a large voice. Yeah. The major when women were given the right to vote, the majority of women did not want it. Because because they didn't want the conscription of well, I guess conscription is being having to go to war if called upon. Like what men men have to uh sign up for the draft when they're eighteen. That was part of the law that women did not have to do that to get the right to vote. But because certain people wanted women to have the right to vote, they're like, okay, you don't want this. We're not going to do that. Feminism fought for that. We've there. Are, I've heard people today talk about how it has gotten to the point where women have said today that women are better than men. Women don't need a man. Mm. So that I see that as being a not the cause it is a cause to from my perspective we need one another we do no that that's exactly what i'm trying to get at. i'm just doing it at a much larger sentence than you oh paragraphs okay (laughs) research papers worth (laughs) yes but but you think feminism 60s caused women to be more independent causing maybe getting through your child rearing years before you even sit down with a man or sit down by yourself, whatever that looks like. So you think that that's causing that that's not only causing women to be alone, Mm -hmm. that's causing it so that men are also alone because these women, but you got, this is across the world, not just here. It's across the world. So you think that's going on in, um, Indonesia. I mean, this is more and more. This is going on around the world. Yeah, over in the UK, over over in in the EU and the European Union. I also think this. So through the thirties, forties, maybe even fifties, whenever folks were married, um, I think a lot like before our your generation for sure before my generation and even before our parents generations that men would marry quite a bit younger women that went on a lot older men younger women yes oh yeah most definitely and so what's going to happen if you've got a husband 12 years older than you and generally women live longer than men so they're going to live a large part of their later lives alone. That, that That's part of it. But that, that goes back to what I was talking about before. Of, but that causes single one-person households for a long period of time. Yes, but we they're having more and more people. They're back, back in the era you're talking about, mm-hmm. those people were having more and more kids. Yes. And they're allowing, they then allowed these groups to get into their kids' heads. So they're less likely to be married. Mm. Just like my generation is not having a replacement rate of children. As we are the first generation, and I don't remember how long, that is not having enough kids to replace the people that made them 
It takes two. It takes two people to make one baby. Yes. Okay. My generation is having one point seven kids. Mm-hmm. So I mean, where my wife and I have had two kids. Mm-hmm. Now, we've replaced what will be lost when we are gone. We also had to. You had to. You have, have to. Have to. Had as in the action of having children. Have children, yes. And children I use loosely because they're... They're old. grown adults. Well, they're grown... Growing-ish. Ish adults. See. Oh, yes. They still live with <laughs> any... Yes. Hey, <laughs> and I'm I'm not one of those guys that... I'm, I'm joking. ...that you get out when you get a certain age. I'm not that guy. But I would... And, you know, these one-person households... I can't say anything. We, we moved out, and then we had to move back. You don't have to explain. Yes, I, I do. I know your situation. So do you think... I mean, let's... let's, let's uh, we're, we've, we've got the flaps out. Got the flaps down. Landing I gear. I want to go for another two hours. Landing gear is coming, coming down. We got the landing gear down. I bet you do. Which gender is the most lonely... Which gender? Are we going to put an age range on it, or are we just going gender? If we're just going just gender, gender, gender only. I would, I would say it. I would say women, but if we're going to put ages, no no age yet. Just can I put ages on it? Not not yet. Okay. Generally speaking, the most lonely gender is women. Let's see. You are correct. Women generally are lonely. Er, than men. Why would that? I mean, do you think it's because they're in touch with their feelings more than men? Maybe. So they feel lonely. Men can be alone, but they don't feel lonely. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that makes sense to me. That Maybe women, because women are more into their feelings. Yes, they can feel that sense of loneliness more, even though men are probably more likely to be alone. Yes. Although what I said before, a lot of men married significantly younger wives in the day. I think if it happened today, we'd look kind of weird, but then it was a thing. So we can't look at our grandparents, great grandparents and be like, Oh, there's some weirdos. That's just the way it was. And so to look at that, and say you can see the women living longer, so loneliness is going to be more prevalent. So I could see where a majority of women would feel more alone than men because they're dead. They can't feel more lonely than dead. So what age groups are the most lonely? Now, you got to think about that one for a second. What age groups are the most lonely? I've thought about, like, or mixing it up wise, I think it would be younger women coming out of age group. It doesn't have to be gender, but no, but that's where I think it, if we just want to go total wise, I guess it would be middle aged 50 to See, I'm thinking the exact opposite. You're thinking younger. Or I'm like in 18 to 25. What I'm thinking for me, I guess if you want to go, disparity wise the largest difference i believe would be younger women to younger men like 
right out of high school mm-hmm. into col- into getting out of college, younger women feeling more lonely than younger men. Whereas I believe older men, once they quit working, are retired, they don't have a sense of purpose anymore because they've had kids, they've had they've gone through their work and they're now done working and they've got to stay home all the time. They've lost that purpose. They feel so lonely. So that's where I would think older men that, I mean, using that analogy, it's a good one. I don't know that I looked at it that way. Using that though, what could you very well see? And I don't have a stat for this or a, this is just conversation. Would you see that guy older guy getting into something maybe he's never done before because he has that sense of what, what now, what do, what do I do now? And maybe getting into smoking, drinking, carousing, whatever that looks like, you know, putting, could, putting their free time to a negative use. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Now it could go to good use, but I've rarely seen that happen. Uh, take a guy, you know, how, what was your age range here? I wouldn't. From the men? Yeah. I would say anywhere between 55 to 75 people that are retiring. So significantly me. older than you. Correct. And me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know, I will, Lord's willing, we'll be there one day and we're older and we're making decisions like that. You way before me. Some couple of years i mean let's be honest um <laughs> so if a an older fellow let's say 65 65 years old he decides he's going home from work he's done with that deal he's um he's he's ready to go and he's alone maybe he's married whatever that looks like uh probably doesn't have anybody else at home uh so he he gets in his new routine so you could see that Heading, could head in a great direction. Maybe he's never had the opportunity to exercise or to eat right because he's been on the go with work and whatnot. Now all of a sudden, he's got time to prepare meals. He's got time to take a walk in the morning, do stretching. Boy, he feels great. You could turn that loan time into wonderful, wonderful for your body, for your health, for whatever the your family situation looks like. Now all of a sudden, you've turned it into good and the walking every day, the drinking the water that you have time to do before, now you've got time to do all of that. So you've turned that new idea, good time, into good things. But that could also go the opposite way. I could see I, that. I see it being easier to go that opposite way. Oh, 100%. Drinking, yeah. smoking, mm-hmm. laziness. It's laziness, just... is that a thing? Shut up. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought but that was that, just life, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? But the, we are. Don't you deserve it though? Sixty-five. Do you not get a lazy chair, lazy boy, or something? I get it way before the sixty-five. Ain't got nothing no. to do with it. No. But, but yeah, it could go in an opposite direction, no doubt. But that goes back to what we were talking about. We need to take time to be alone, and so yeah, 
having that on la- purpose on purpose yeah so having that lazy boy even before the age of 65 mm-hmm. can be a good thing can can be can that i no. preface that yeah. it can be it can be a hindrance it can be a hindrance because <laughs> instead of so getting up and getting a job, taking care of your family, you could just be sitting in there. Sitting in the old lazy board until the arm falls off of it or something. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, you know, we think that it was, we'll put the quotations in there and say, old age looks like this. But guess what? When you're in the middle of it, you're not going to think of old age. You're going to think that's the next that's people, it. not you. That's the next people. I, I'm different than yep. those people. But you're not. Nope. You are that person. Uh, when you're 65, I guess, when I get there, if I get there, I hope I do. Lord willing. Lord willing. I'll get to 65. And I'll think, well, I feel 18 in my mind. If I can remember 18 when I'm 65. It's difficult now. So physically, you're not going to feel 18. I get that. I don't feel that now. But in your mind, you're going to always, you're going to feel like you're younger. You're still there. Hopefully. Oh. Hope you get there. Hope I get there. We won't be there at the same time. The loneliness is a thing at any age, of any gender, any, any ethnicity, uh, eco- any part of the world, economic situation, economic situation. Loneliness is there and it's going to show up in people's lives. It's how you deal with that loneliness. Yes. You can make that a a good thing. Just as, I mean, you lost a child. I lost a brother. I've been through a divorce. You haven't. Hey, congratulations. Keep it rolling. Just know those times are going to show up. Deaths. You know, all the negative things. There's also going to be good times in our lives. And we might be alone in them. It might feel weird. I mean, when we, you know, you as a Christian, me as a Christian, when you go to church and you, you, you're there with the group, but really, what are you there for? You're there to worship God. One on one. One on one. Exactly. Doesn't matter what anybody else's relationship is. No. It's between you and the Lord. That's it. It's all that matters is you and him. I mean, to to not overuse a word, you are alone in your worship. Oh, absolutely. You are alone in your prayer time. We are there as a group, as a family, as a church. The church is not the building. The church is the people. But even in that time of worship in the church, that worship is between you and God. God is the only one that knows what's in your heart. He knows when you feel ecstatic. He knows when you feel lonely. And having him be there, I guess, can be a good thing for people so that they don't always feel like they're going through something alone. Even when it's a good time, you're not alone. There's God there with you. Yes. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll try to do this again.